Welcome to Nancy Wilson's Femina Podcast. This audio is brought to you by Canon Press. If you didn't know, Canon Press just released the Canon app. This app houses all of the digital content that we've ever done. That includes Nancy Wilson's audiobooks so far. Download the Canon app today and check out a book like The Fruit of Her Hands by Nancy. In that short book, Nancy asks us to imagine what power God would unleash through godly men who were respected in their homes. Nancy exhorts wives to stop focusing on their husbands' problems and shortcomings and to look at their own responsibilities and learn the contentment which the Bible continually exhorts us to. Find the fruit of her hands and other audio works that Nancy has done on the Canon app today. Hello, welcome to the Femina Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks for joining me. Today, I thought I would talk a little bit about children. And so, some of you who are listening may not have any children, or you may have grown children. Or So, I'm targeting all of you who have little kids. But those who are grandmas among us need to be on the same page. And really, the unmarried women need to be on the same page, too because you might may find yourself raising children someday, or you may just be a good support to those who are. So that's my, <laughs> my reasoning, so you all stay tuned in with me. So I would like to talk about raising kids who have fat souls, and just what do I mean by fat souls? Well, kids who understand and enjoy healthy relationships, who are secure, who are happy. They're not glum or sour or cross little kids, but children who are brought up to just love and obey God. And that makes for fat souls. You probably prayed for your children when they were in the womb. I certainly did. And I'm still praying for my children, and they are all in their 40s now. (laughs) But they have children, and I'm praying for those children. So we... As mothers, of course, we're heavily invested in our children, and so we're praying that we will be faithful mothers and praying that we'll bring up faithful children, right? So, the foundation always has got to be just loving and fearing God and obeying God and seeking wisdom, because it's not not always easy. And if you're not asking for wisdom, you're not going to have any. You know, maybe you have some native wisdom, but you need spiritual wisdom for this job that God has assigned you. And so ask him, ask him for wisdom. And so pray for each of your children. Obviously, keep doing that and think long term about these little people that you're bringing up. Think about how the Bible describes children, their heritage of the Lord, meaning they're your inheritance. They're the fruit of the womb. They're a reward. They are like arrows. They're a source of joy and not shame, ideally. Proverbs 10.1 says, A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. And so, mothers, if you have little kids, now is the time for you to be bringing them up to be the kind of people who will make their father glad and will not be a heaviness to your soul. 
not that we're doing it for that reason only, so it's good for us, but when we obey God, then we find joy and blessing in it as well. So if we're bringing up children to be faithful, loving, obedient kids, then we're blessed, obviously. And so are they. They're also described as plants, little plants around your table. So plants need to be watered and, you know, they need sunshine and all those things. So our children need, they need nourishment, spiritual nourishment. They need obviously physical nourishment, and we want them to grow up. We don't want them to stay little seedlings. We want them to be big oak trees, right? And as my husband has said many times, you know, you just stick PB and J's. <laughs> you just keep sticking those PBJs in front of them, and then lo and behold, they, they grow up. So I guess I'm going over this description so that you have in mind what it is you're doing and have a good description of your children. Have you ever heard a mother just roll her eyes? It's like, ah, I have, you know, my kids drive me crazy, or we just have so many kids. And if I didn't have all these kids, and and just describing them in the hearing of her children in such negative ways. So I think that is a sin to be repented of right there. Have the right viewpoint and attitude towards your children before the Lord. And any bad attitudes that you've had, repent of them, confess them as sins, and ask God to help you to see your children the way he does and the way he wants you to see them and how the Bible describes them. And bring up not foolish sons, but wise sons and daughters. Remember how the Bible describes you You are a fruitful vine in the very middle of the house, the very soul of the house. Mother is so needed. And we have, you know, we've given away our birthright in many ways for a mess of pottage. You know, just as like, well, mothers aren't really needed. We can go do something else and let someone else raise the kids. Let the kids raise themselves. It's like, no, no mothers. (laughs) You are needed. You are to be in the center of your home, a real powerful force for good and for blessing, a crown to your husband, not a disease in his bones, and a wise woman who's building, building, building her house. So our duties as mothers are going to be far more lovely to us when we have God's perspective on what it is we're called to do, what it is we're to honor him with in bringing up our children, how we're supposed to do this. So, of course, it's a lot of duties. It includes training and teaching and exhorting them. It includes reproving them uh, and disciplining them. But it's not just discipline. It's not just that. If your plant is growing up, leaning over, and you, you know, tie it up straight, that's a form of discipline for the plant, I suppose. But it's not just about that. It's about growing lush, beautiful, fruitful plants. So you should be training and teaching your children. You've given your children to God, and you're going to pray that you are the kind of woman who they will always thank God for. Thank God for my mother. She was a faithful servant, and she brought me up to love and fear God. So I'm going to go over a few principles. And, you know, bear in mind, I am a grandma. So not only do I remember how we did it, although I've forgotten some of it, of course, 
But I've also gotten to watch my children, our three, bring up their children. And I'm still watching it. And it's just such a joy. And so I'm learning from their example as well. And just seeing how they are passing on what they learned from us and how they're improving on it. So, of course, you have to start early. You can't decide, oh, wow, my son is 12. I'd better start teaching him obedience. (laughs) Well, I will say, if that's where you are, yes, you had better start right now. But hopefully you've been able to begin this process a lot sooner. But there are exceptions. You know, maybe you have taken in a child who was not your own and, and you have a 12-year-old son and you're starting there. Well, God grants wisdom to all of us where we are. So don't despair. But as we're bringing up our own children, we have to teach them real practical things from the very beginning. But they have to see it in us first. They have to see it in us. We have to model it to them. And our goal with our children was to get them not just to obey the standard, but to internalize it and grow to love it. So it was, became their standard and not just ours. So it wasn't, it wasn't uh, something they could throw off later. It's like, oh, finally, I'm out from under mom and dad. We wanted them to internalize the standards. So we wanted our standards to be God's standards. And then to see them take them on as their own and love those standards. So the goal is not to just get to get them to obey your standard until they get out of your house, but to love it, to be thankful for it. So we want our kids to grow up to be tough, to be contributors, to be not be whiners and grumblers and weaklings. We want them to be strong oak trees. This is not a quick job that's over in a minute. It's going to take years of faithful obedience on your part as mothers to pass it on to your children. And I'm not leaving dads out of this. Of course, what you want is for as a husband and wife to establish what is going to be the tone around here and what are the things that we are going to focus on right now and how are we going to discipline, etc. So here are a few principles that we used as we were bringing up our kids. I'm going to spend a couple of minutes on discipline, and then I'm going to come back to hit some other things. When it comes to discipline, if your six-year-old son is grabbing toys from your four-year-old daughter and beating her over the head with them, and then she's slugging him, and okay, okay, so this is not acceptable. <laughs> you, you're going to have to separate them. <laughs> But you're going to have to do it cheerfully. If they're getting to you and you're out of fellowship about it, that's the first problem. You've got to take care of that first. If you've been allowing them to carry on like this and have a grumpy home where everybody's miserable, this is something you need to repent of first before you start trying to correct the children. This is really important. So seek God's forgiveness. You may have to seek your children's forgiveness. Please forgive me for letting you all be terrible (laughs) to one another. My job is to see that you treat one another with love from the heart, like a Christian boy and girl. And I haven't been doing that. So please forgive me. Today, we're going to start over. So you have to establish, of course, your authority in the big things and the little things. But you have to pick your battles carefully. And then you have to always win. And this is for their sake, not for yours. This is to teach them that mom means business. 
she doesn't just holler idle commands from the other room and then eventually come in and get angry and yell at us. It's like, that is not Christian discipline. Decide what the rules are going to be, and I would say keep them limited, as few as possible. (laughs) So one of the rules ought to be obey your mother. Okay, that's a very simple rule. But what that means then is you are responsible as a mother to only require things that you're going to enforce, all right? If you are just constantly shouting commands, nobody can obey all of those. So be realistic. Maybe commands are going to be things like this. I want you to get dressed. Here are your pants. Here's your shirt. Now hop into your clothes and then come on out for breakfast. Simple, like one thing. Well, I said two, didn't I? Put on your clothes (laughs) and then you can come out and have your breakfast. So, but keep it simple, simple and something they can do. Don't give them commands that are too hard for them. Don't tell your 18-month-old to find a shirt and trousers and put his belt on and shoes and come on out. I mean, obviously, that's way over his head. Be careful what you command. And then what you do command require obedience, cheerful obedience. All right? So you want to establish a tone of cheerfulness and happiness in your home. Do not get into an adversarial relationship with your children where you're arguing with them. You're the authority over them that God has placed there. So don't argue with them. Just be cheerful and require obedience. Don't take things personally when they disobey. Just think of it as like, okay, here we go. Here's a great opportunity for me to teach obedience. All right. But remember, you're obeying first. You have to obey first. You're obeying God in what you require You're obeying God in how you discipline when they fail. And I am going to say, sometimes things got raggedy at our house with our three kids, and they were two years each apart. And so, say I had a two, four, and six-year-old, maybe things started getting raggedy, where I wasn't being clear, and I wasn't enforcing everything, and there was fussing and complaining and grumbling and arguing, and it just started getting like that. So we would take a time out and Doug would line them up and very cheerfully tell them that we are now going to have a couple of days of what we would call the reign of terror. And that was sort of a joke, you know, it, but it was true. And in this way, he'd say, so no more squabbles, no more, com- you know, fussing at each other and all of that. And they know what squabbles are say normally we give a warning like hey guys let's stop the squabbling right now and if there is a continuing squabble happening then there would be a swat somebody would get a swat maybe two people would get a swat but when we had a reign of terror it was like there will be no more warnings we just want everything tightened up we went over what our expectations were very clearly and just say okay you know and the whole talk would take 30 seconds It wasn't like a big sit-down discussion. Just we are now tightening up and we're letting you know there will be no warnings that any squabbles that break out will be disciplined immediately. And boy, it's amazing how quickly everyone's shaped up. You know, the kids really enjoy it when it's a happy household, when they're not allowed to squabble and when they are desiring from their own heart to do it right. It just makes everybody happier, right? So we didn't do that every 
couple of weeks. It's just from time to time, if we noticed, like I would be the one home during the day, so I would notice things were getting raggedy. So we would just pull everybody together, have a huddle, have a meeting, and then go back into the game and get going. So don't take it personally if your child disobeys and please eliminate all the extra rules. Don't just lay down one command after the other. Be kind. You know, God gave us 10, right? 10 commandments. And in our home, we tried to have lots of yeses. And if you think about the Garden of Eden, as my husband has said many times, there was only one tree that was off limits. There were so many yeses and one no. So try to make your home like that. Um, You may have to have more than one no at first when you're getting it back in order, but don't despair. Decide which things are important and just work on those. Grabbing toys is a no. (laughs) Grabbing toys from your sister is a no. Put a name on it and call that consistently and never discipline your children for your sake, always for their sake. It's like, Lord, you want me to train these children to obey you. And so at home, learning to obey me is just teaching them how they're going to obey you and help them to understand that God says, obey your mother and father. And so you're helping them obey God when they're obeying you. And then you just have to be consistent. One of the things I've seen um, our daughter do with her kids when they're really little is the obedience game, where you're taking a little person and saying, okay, we're going to practice obedience. Now, run over to the door and, I don't know, make up something. (laughs) Run over to the door and say hi. You know, or now run to the stairs and sit on the bottom stair and say, good job, good job. You're obeying, you're obeying. This is so good. Now run to me, give me a hug. You know, and just, so you're practicing obedience. Like, this is what obedience is like. When our kids were in this stage and I'd say, I want you to do X, Y, or Z. And if they said, why? I'd say, you may ask me why after you've done it. So do it first and then you can come ask me why. And I'll be glad to tell you. So delayed obedience is disobedience. We had, we enforced cheerful obedience and immediate obedience. But the the thing is to make your home not just about obedience and not just about discipline, but about enjoying your children and making a home that is really fun for them. And this requires an imagination. And so just put your mind to it and make home a delightful place to be. Now, I'm going to pause here today, and then next time, I'm going to talk more about establishing a culture in your home. So I've given you a lot to think about today. I hope it's helpful to you. Blessings on your labor in your homes. I know it is hard work. Get yourselves fixed first, and then proceed by faith to bring your children up in the Lord. Thank you so much for joining me this morning. 